Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sports Scope. I'm your host, Robert Butler, on this Friday the 13th, everybody. I hope everybody made it through. I know I did, and I can see Carlos, Fat New Yorker, Chavez backstage. It looks like he's made it through Friday the 13th also. I uh, got a good show we're going to talk about tonight, NFL playoffs. And I'm going to ask Carlos, I did get your message, uh, man, about the Carlos Correa signing with the uh, with the Twins. I'll ask you about that, too. And uh, we'll, we'll go over the, the playoff games tonight. Got a great show this evening, everybody. Stand by. We'll go ahead and get our break out of the way. We'll be back in a minute and 19 seconds here on Sports scope hello sports scope followers after five years of doing this program once a week balancing a 60-hour work week job i've decided to do the program five days a week one hour a night taking a significant pay cut so i've started a patreon page which is patreon p-a-t-r-e-o-n slash sports scope spelled the same way at the bottom of the screen you see there for five dollars a month 17 cents a day you can help support the program. You ask yourself, why Sportscope? Well, I bring in such big names uh, such as Al Borges, former Auburn offensive coordinator, and and I cover the big news uh, in sports that the corporate media will not cover. If you want to contribute more than $5 a month, you can go use the cash app. The cash tag is Sportscope, again, spelled the same way, or you can go to the Zelle app, sportscope at gmail.com. Sportscope has about 5,000 followers and growing. If you want to advertise on the program, you can email me. The word is sportscope, spelled the same way again, at gmail.com. Thank you and enjoy the program. Okay, I'm back live here. Hey, Carlos. Good to see you, man. Happy Friday. Sorry I didn't send you a text on that, Carrera, but I knew you probably – I was just thinking about it just last few minutes. I figured you probably knew that whole story and what what night. Uh, can you explain what happened there? Was he supposed to sign with the Mets in principle? Yeah, happy Friday, everybody. How you doing, Robert? Thanks for having me on. Yeah, the Mets. All right, <clears throat> let's talk about the Mets. Uh, so the Korea was supposed to sign a deal with the Mets, and they did a physical – and the physical wasn't looking good for the amount that they were going to pay him for the the five-plus years. It was like a 10-year contract or something like that. And um, so it was something that they didn't want to go forth and do with his health being the way it is. Now, his health is mostly is just – it's about his ankle. He has a plate in his ankle. You know, they don't know how – you know, with the wear and tear, how, how well he's going to be, you know, playing plus three to five years, right? So – um, it wasn't worth the agony and the dismay of going through that with a player of his caliber, uh, not knowing what could happen. And um, also, also contractually, a team like the Mets will, of course, try to protect themselves. Yeah. And and I don't, I don't know this for sure because I don't know what the contract looks like. But it's pro- possible that the insurance wouldn't cover the contract if he were to get hurt even more because he has a pre-existing condition. So those wow. are things that were kind of like brought out um, as a possibility as well. But, you know, whatever it is, it, yeah. 
it was a better deal for the Mets and Steve Cohen not to go that route uh, with with Correa. Now, that that changed the the whole you know kind of like uh, you know perspective of you know being a playoff team, right? <clears throat> That's a, a player that can make a difference. However, the the Mets have already have had an opportunity to to take care of that position. Uh, they have a, a few players there already that have skill. They have players in the minors that can they, they can bring up that they should bring up. Um, and so I think they'll be okay. It's just one of those things that took you from first to to back to reality. Like okay, now it's not gonna be as easy as it is with the roster that's stacked, right? So yeah. Well, I, I just think the Twins. The last time I remember them making a big move like this. I mean, like Pickle said, it, uh, uh, the last I read, it was $200 million, right? Yeah. Versus the three that, that the Mets. So it sounds like you dodged a bullet for one thing, you know. Now, uh, now, again, the Mets weren't the, the only team to to back away. After the Giants too, right? The, the Giants were the first ones. They didn't like the physical. They didn't like the results of the physical. The, the Mets were – we're pending on the physical. They didn't like the results of physical. Uh, I I feel like Korea's team and his agent wanted to be in New York. They just couldn't fix the numbers where they felt that they would be able to, you know, take advantage of the situation. So, um, so I think, and I feel like the loot, the, the team that won was the Minnesota twin twins. Cause they were, they're able to keep this guy on the roster. He's an all-star. Um, yeah. it gives him a little bit, you know, of, uh, um, um, you know, some some kind of identity too. So, yeah. Um, they they're the biggest winner. The biggest loser would probably be actually Correa, right? Because he he went as somebody that uh, can't be trusted. He's already had his name sprayed in in the media about you know saying things about J- Derek Jeter and um, you know his attitude after leaving the Astros and the whole cheating scandal. So, <clears throat> you know, it just it's just more baggage for him. Yeah. In his image, so um, he's just gonna find a way to move on for that. He's got to be on the field. He's got to play. Uh, he's got to stay away from getting injured. And you know, he's he's a good player, but yeah, as he, you know, you you, you got to put you know, you can't just be paying everybody a lot of money. And I think um, some of these agents are forgetting that for some of these players. Um, but again, baseball is one of those one of those games where a lot of people who make a lot of money are making money from their past results, not their future results. So that is true. That, yeah, that, and I don't want to spend a lot of time on that, but it just reminded me of that Joe Mauer deal when, when they signed him and, mm-hmm. and they had trouble building the roster uh, around him back in, it's like 07 or something when he signed a big deal with Minnesota. Uh, that yeah. makes me think about that. I understand he still plays there or he, he plays there. He don't have to move. So, it is what it is. Sounds like you guys dodged a bullet. I wouldn't be down about it. You know, it is simply what it is. Pickle says, hello. hello we got sure. playoff games. Do you have any comments about last week? You shaved a few games off my lead. I finished up three instead of up five. Techno uh, geeks. Yeah. <laughs> um, and other yeah, I mean, news, a techno geek was fired. and he was fired. Uh, Barry. Well, I called that one. Yep. Uh, no, it's um, you know those games again. <laughs> now you got me laughing again about the techno geek. Yeah. 
uh, these games are not, you know, they're all right. The playoffs is coming, so hopefully these teams step it up. You know, um, I, I feel like three-quarters of the NFL team should fire their coaches for the stuff that we've been seeing. So, you know, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Yeah. yeah, Pickle says, miss big time on TCU. Yeah, I had that one right, too. I, I thought that – uh, I thought it'd be around 34-20. I didn't think it'd be 65-7. to 7. Let me, uh, I mean, What's your thoughts on that? That's Georgia. shellacking that Georgia pulled off. I mean, they, they didn't have one quarter where they didn't have double digits. Mm. Think about that. And uh, so, um, again, now people like – they say that you have to play the game on, on the field, that, you know, that you can't – on paper. Right. You can't do it on paper. But if you look at the stats, TCU should have never been on that field with Georgia. I mean, right. they're they rank past the top twenty of on def, all defense, and they rank past the top twenty in all offense. So yeah. now they played hard. They stayed in games. They won games. Um, but you can't like a like you know we talk about it. You can't try to play your whole season like uh, coming back from behind. That's not um, it's not easy, and it's not a healthy you know way to go about that. So plus that team didn't have enough depth. You know, like like we, yeah. we were talking about. So. Yeah, they just played a game, you know, a, a week prior rather than having a whole month off like they did against Michigan. Right. So, you know, it's – it's. I, I think it was bad for TV. And I feel like the, the, those guys could actually probably play a better game if they would have given probably a little bit more time to rest uh, because they're not a deep team. But yeah. I, I still don't think even with maybe – if you gave them five more days of rest, I still don't think they would have been able to come out and and maybe the score would be just a little bit different. But I think that Georgia's team is so yeah. much better than than TCU is that it still would have been a bad game, I think. so. As good as Tennessee was playing and the way Georgia shut them down, uh, 27-13, uh, made me think that this team is going to win a second national championship. I felt like that, that that's when that's after that game, that's when they convinced me totally that that the Kirby Smart's going to win that other national championship. Uh, just a, just extremely good defense, very mm-hmm. deep. Uh, their quarterback's 25 years old. I mean, he he's older than Lamar Jackson, who's <laughs> been in the league for a few years. So, you know, it is what it is. I'm not sure I'll go as far as some of the ESPN personalities uh, ready to crown uh, Kirby Smart and Georgia above Alabama when Alabama's out recruited in the last few years. Right. Uh, they just kind of missed the bullet. Now, the, the, these this championship's coming from the 18-19 class players that kind of stayed over. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, you got a guy like Stetson Bennett. He's 25 years old. He's on his – uh, 10th red shirt or whatever. I don't know what he's playing on, but uh, you put that together. And it, we also got to take into account the TCU played seven one-score games. It was eventually going to strike midnight for Cinderella. It's 2 o'clock in the morning. And, of course, the, get, the end of the score was 65-7. Can't take nothing away for that season they had. They did play a really good season. Uh, Sonny Dykes deserves all the accolades. And I'm curious of where they're going to go at from here. Uh, it was a heck of a season. Uh, I think it was unbelievable they even made it this far. Right. Having seven losses like that last year and having seven one-score games this year, they could have went the other way. Easily, easily. And uh, we could have seen another kind of team up on the, you know, playing Georgia. And and But I still think that other team 
maybe would have been a little bit more competitive, but they wouldn't have been able to match the depth that Georgia had on um on that squad. Yeah. And listen, they they ranked third in recruiting this year now. So they got a third um they did really good trying to, you know, fill up they're gonna fill up those spots that they're gonna lose players at position wise. Um I don't know if they're gonna repeat, man, to be honest with you. Um, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's got, not something you got odds just, for them going three peat now. I mean, come yeah, on. and that's. I mean, I like I like what they're doing. Um, I wish that that could be at other schools other than Georgia, but it's Georgia's where it's at right now. But you know, right now they're taking advantage of the fact that they don't have to recruit using NIL, right? Because they don't rank. They don't even rank in the top ten with NIL monies. Well, and, most of those guys are are in state players. Yeah. So George is one of the better uh, fertile grounds for recruiting in the country, right? Florida, the state of Florida. Yeah. And then, um, so Alabama and Georgia are like in the, maybe towards the bottom 20 of the schools with NIL that are actually getting NIL money. Um, so, um, you know, they better, is there a list for this now? Uh, there's a few lists and they're all kind of like pending, you know? Yeah. Transfer. I know the Texas schools have have deep pockets. I do yeah. know that, but I gotta I gotta look up this list. Yeah, they're pending transfer uh, athletes because if the athlete transfers, then the the money doesn't go with the athlete. Uh, the money actually has to go back, and uh, the, the the organization can reuse it, but they they, they don't get to uh, the school doesn't get to keep it. You know, so okay because the NIL goes through this. It's supposed to go through a third party through the school. Oh wow! Um, as a payment from the school, kind of like you get your your loan checks. Remember when you used to line up and get your loan checks? Yeah, yeah. So it goes something yeah. like that, and it but it a lot of it doesn't get paid up front. Most of it gets paid after you graduate. So it's crazy. It's it's a lot of underwriting and and rules and regulations, and uh, so all these people say, "Oh, these these all these kids got all this money." It's like, well, they kind of don't until they get in their hands, right? So. Um, yeah, part of me think it's a little bit overstated. I, I think there's only very few select that are getting NIL money right now. It it seems like it's a little overstated at this point. Now maybe this this really takes off as time goes on, but uh, either way, it is what it is. Let's start with the playoffs. Playoffs, uh, like Jim Moore Senior would say. Uh, Let's just go in, in the order that these games will be played at. Now, San Francisco, they're going to be at home against Seattle. This is the third time these teams are playing. Uh, Santa Clara, they've had a lot of rain up there here lately. It's got kind of like this um, – it's not a nor'easter. I guess it would be a nor'wester or something like that of that nature where there's getting a lot of rain. It's going to be raining tomorrow afternoon around 1 o'clock Pacific time. 15 to 25 mile-per-hour winds. Brock Purdy versus Geno Smith again, part three. Uh, there's some talk like this is a big this is a big spread here at nine and a half for San Francisco. Brock Purdy is a obviously he's a rookie, and there's some speculation out there. I've, I've heard some of the national media people say that maybe that uh, Cal Shanahan will pull back on, on Brock Purdy, and uh, he will uh, they'll, they'll kind of play it safe. And just you know, let their defense take over, and and this game could be very close within that scored range, which could potentially set up Seattle for an upset. Uh, I don't believe that. I think that uh, Shanahan, from what I've seen the last few games that he's that Purdy has played, he's calling a good game. 
Now, he's calling an aggressive game against good teams like like Tampa. Now, this is going to be some pretty rough weather. Uh, but that being said, I mean, I feel like this is probably a low score and under type of game. It's like over and under like 40, like 17 to 6, 49ers. What do you think about that game? Yeah, this game will be ugly, and um, it could get ugly fast, though, because, I, you know, and I, I was talking to Keith earlier today on, um, you know, are you serious? Like, will Shanahan take out McCaffrey in the middle of the game, you know, if they're up? Yeah. Um, is, um, you know, are other players on the offense, are they healthy enough to stay in the game the whole game? Um, you know, and, and can Seattle take advantage of Purdy being a quarterback? If they can spook him, this will be a great game, right? But yeah. they don't rank high in defense in the NFL. Yeah. And they don't really rank high in offense in the NFL. So I think it's going to be a low-scoring game because of the weather to begin with. So, um, you know, I mean, I, I give – Seattle doesn't have a balanced, a well-balanced team. They've just been playing enough to get by. Yeah. Um, San Francisco has a better balanced team. Their defense is actually way better than their offense right now because of the fact that their offense is running on a backup quarterback. And we don't really know what to expect from him, yeah. even though he's been playing clean sheets and good games. So, um, you know, um, but all, all everything points to San Francisco winning this game. And um, I, I think it's going to be close to I don't think it's going to go the route Vegas says it's going. Because the one thing is that Seattle has Steve, uh, has Carroll, and Carroll's a good motivator. Um, they still have players that like uh, Metcalf. They got, you know, uh, Geno Smith has been, you know. They have some veterans. Yeah, Geno Smith has been. And they have nothing to lose. They, they weren't even supposed to. I thought they'd get the number one overall pick. Yeah, exactly. Much less get the playoffs. <laughs> right. So, so they got a couple guys there that can, you know, keep them focused. But, again, like we talk about you, it doesn't matter what you got on paper. You got to play it on the field, but I, this is going to be a game where uh, if anybody's watching, they can see what, how the attack San Francisco, right. They can see how good they really are. Uh, and, and if yeah. they're ready for the playoffs. So, yeah. Yeah. So you, you like San Francisco to win. Yeah. This is win. Okay. Okay. Not going to waste a lot of time. Okay. Now the, the next game is going to be, uh, who was playing Saturday night? Let me make sure I'm not getting. Okay, here we go. This is a good one now. Okay, Jacksonville, LA Chargers, Saturday night, seven o'clock. Uh, just read this afternoon that Mike Williams will be out. He got hurt in the Denver game for the Chargers there, and the Chargers are still two and a half point favorites now. Jacksonville, remember we talked about this game very early in the season, like the second or third week. Jacksonville beat them 38-10. Mm-hmm. Now, to the audience, let me explain. Justin Herbert had broken ribs in that game. Brandon Staley really pushed, because Herbert's never going to say, I'm not able to play. This guy's very tough. Uh, I, I thought Staley should have pulled him. Uh, even, I know Chase Daniels is not that much better, but him at 100% versus 30 25, 30%. Either way, that makes no never mind. Uh, it was 38 10. Jacksonville won. This game was going to be much closer than that. Uh, that being said, uh, the offensive line here for uh, the Chargers, it, it's a little banged up as well. Now, Rashawn Slater's been out. On the flip side, they've got Joey Bosa back mm-hmm. for the Chargers, Cam Robertson for. The left tackle for the Jags, he's been out for about a couple of weeks now. 
So, you know, that that could kind of give an edge potentially going back to uh, going back to this uh, Charger team. All that being said, I like to talk about, you know, all the good and bad and the ugly. The Chargers played Sunday. They played on the road at Denver. They, they, then they flew back to L.A. Now they're going to go fly back on a short week to Jacksonville. Remember, Jacksonville played. They beat Tennessee last Saturday night. So I think a guy like a Travis Etienne to this 20th ranked uh, rush defense, that I think you'll have a pretty decent game. And actually, again, the Chargers are favoring this game. I actually like the home team. I think, I think the Jaguars, even though I like Herbert today on Friday the 13th, 2022. I, I like Herbert better as a starting quarterback overall. I just like Doug Peterson. I like the home field, and I, I, I like the uh, I, I slightly like this Jacksonville matchup better. 27-24, Jacksonville gets the win over the LA Chargers. What do you think, man? Man, they, the game. They, the Jags barely beat Tennessee. I mean, yeah. Lawrence played a terrible game. Etn didn't rush for more than 70 yards. Um, the defense is what pretty much kept them in the game and in the in the loop and, and where they were able to score off of field yeah. goals. I mean, this, Lawrence has to play a good game, man. He cannot do what he did with Tennessee. They're not going to win yeah. this game. Uh, so, and that kind of falls on the shoulders of also on Peterson. I, I mentioned this to you, and I and I you know people think I'm yeah. crazy. They don't think I know about football, but you cannot play that. You know, we're going to play it by ear and play it minute to minute. You know, go out there and crush the teams, man. If you got the better hand, you got the upper hand, go ahead and take advantage. Um, you know, and and so you play pragmatic like that, and you you, you play very slow, and and you know, you're gonna get a, a team that will get will catch you. And so um, you know, they gotta be very careful. The Jags have to be very careful if they want to win this game at home. Um so <laughs> I, I think though the keys for for the Chargers to win this game is that um, Eckler he's got to get seventy yeah. plus yards and they can't be catching he's got to get them running um, now he could he sh- he could be able to catch you know off the run that's okay but he's got to get seventy hard yards running plus uh, because Herbert depends on the on on the on the long ball yeah uh, and he's accurate with the long ball so um, and he could tear up this Jags secondary but he, they have to have him set up to do that um like you mentioned that that old that o-line's a little bit kind of you know got a little bit of holes yeah. in it both o lines are shaking and right. both so, have good pass rushes too you know so it, dep- it depends on what the weather's going to be like there's, there's a lot of things uh <laughs> i mean the weather's gonna be good in jacksonville i mean it's i i didn't see any issues with the weather pickles yeah. may know the weather there's a first time five weather guys, guy right? here the first First playoff for both guys, so um, I'm thinking Herbert has an advantage right now, being a year older and yeah, um, having a better team around him as far as balance. But the, don't be surprised if this one goes like 21-17 or something like that. This is gonna be close. You, you so you like uh, you like the Chargers? Yeah, I think the Chargers will win out because I, I don't I don't believe in the in the Chargers coach. I don't think he has the uh, the guts to go out there and and. When they when they can score, he's probably going go ahead and, and do a, and kick a field goal just to keep keep him safe. So that that whole like uh, Andy Reid mentality that's not going to work in the playoffs, man. Um, yeah. So you know, 
Yeah, it's going to be like like 45, 50 degrees at night. Uh, it's going to be a nice night for full. By the way, I don't know if you noticed, but last week, Jags had a really good crowd out there. I can hear it oh, on yeah, TV, they got, man. They it got sounded great. like the 90s, you know, uh, Mark Brunel days yeah. when they were good. They, I, I didn't hear them rocking when they were playing well in 2017 like that. Yeah, I was surprised that they came out heavy, bro. I mean, I mean, yeah. you didn't see too many Titans fans. The only time you saw the Titans fans is when the second half, when they were just making all these mistakes. Yeah, Titans uh, had them beat. But here's the thing: Titans, their run defense is top five, and they they were very healthy defensive line wise. And Titans were basically coming off a bye with their starters. The, remember, Derek Henry didn't play the week before. I thought yeah. Henry would have a good game. I think he had like 107 yards. You could tell their offensive line's bad, though. That was a blessing in disguise for the Titans. I know that people don't want to hear that in Nashville, but they they need help on that offensive line. And, you know, now they're picking 11th versus 19th or 20th. They're a little bit closer to getting a higher quality tackle there. No, don't do that. They should sell that pick and get, like, five picks. You can get a good quality tackle in the second or third round. Man, you sound like Jimmy Johnson over here. I don't, you don't, you don't, you don't, you don't you see the, what happens is if you get that first round pick that that right now one of the highest rated is probably going to go either third or four anyways so the highest rated uh uh tackle that the offensive possibly line not, so, the, the mocks don't have that but you never know you never yeah, know. no i mean he's already mocked up at, at either three or five so he's not gonna he's not gonna they're not gonna get him at 11 so that's the guy you want that's the high-rated pick that you want. I forget the kid's name. There, there was um, their guy. You talking about the guy from Northwestern? Yeah, yeah, Northwestern. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, that's the guy you want to get. Then you you move up for him or you just get rid of the pick. Don't don't yeah. risk it because you don't – you don't. any guy that you get from the draft is not a guaranteed player for you. Like signing a guy that you know who's been playing three or four years or five years in the league, you know, he's got already – he's already got some kind of consistency going. He's already got right. the NFL – Everything he doesn't have to. It's not somebody new, so you know what you're going to get from a guy you signed. It's not a guarantee you're going to get something, either. But compared to a, a rookie, so I mean, look at the line. Look at the linemen and some of the defenders that they defensive players have gotten before this draft in Tennessee, and they were picking, you know, mid level to high second yeah. rounders. So yeah, and that's you know, if you get that. Sometimes teams don't get an offer at eleven. That's kind of an odd ball number. It's not in the top ten or top five. Well, but- there's only three quarterbacks that are rated to go in the top in the top ten, anyways. Yeah. So if you got the if you got that third quarterback lingering, and he's and he's falling at eleven. Well, yeah, that would be an ideal situation for Tennessee. Yes, that's true. Yeah. So, but don't don't keep that pick. You gotta you you gotta use it. You gotta build up depth, and don't don't waste because. I mean, you got it's uh, you know you got a lot of problems to fix, man, and the the, the draft should help you. But it shouldn't link, it shouldn't be another problem, you know. Okay, so you're what's the score you got in this game? Going back to the Chargers, uh, twenty twenty seven twenty four, Chargers. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. All righty then. Okay, now this is a good game here. Um, honestly, this game right here, Giants Minnesota. <laughs> Dude, I've been back and forth on this game all week. Early in the week, I like the Giants. Then later on, I like Minnesota because Minnesota has only lost one game at home this year, and that was a game that they were flat against uh, 
Dallas because they had that big emotional road game against Buffalo. And the week before that, they had a big ro- um, uh, emotional road game against Washington. Mm-hmm. They won both games. You took Minnesota both games and ended up beating me. Um, that being said, now I'm looking at the Giants. This is the healthiest they've been all year. Yeah, but Plus, they've got guys like Saquon Barkley, who's uh, – by the way, the Giants rested their starters last week. Like guys did. like Saquon Barkley, Daniel Jones. Uh, Barkley had 84 yards rushing against these guys last game. This was around Christmas, I think. Uh, 49 yards receiving. Uh, he's going to be fresh this time. And I'm looking at guys like Adore Jackson coming back for the Giants. Uh, I've been back and forth. I'll probably lose again. The Giants will probably stick it to me again. But I actually think the Giants flip that 27-24. The Giants win this game. Barkley has a big day uh, on the road. Remember the last time they played a team late in the season off about of, by the way, Minnesota, they played their starters into the third quarter against Chicago last week because they were blown out the week before. Um, Brian DeBall is a much better coach than Jeff Saturday. Remember the Colts had them beat bad, and then they came back and beat the Colts because that the Colts game. basically off a of bye week. Well, the Giants are coming off a of bye week. Leonard Williams, uh, who's a guy, Thibodeau. I know that their receivers, nobody can name their receivers, Duck Hodges or whatever, uh, Richie James. But I do think, uh, what's the other guy, Bellinger? And I understand that Minnesota, there's a lot of ways they can beat you, especially with that tight end they got. Uh, the one Hawkinson. that they – who is it? Hawkinson. Ha- yeah, T.J. Hawkinson had like a monster game against them last time. But I like this Wink Martindale guy. Uh, the, the Minnesota's three-point favorites should be – I'm probably going to regret this, but I do like the Giants to win 27-24. I'm sure you're not going to pick that. Not me. I want the Giants to win, but I don't feel like they're deep enough to to make it. They might be one and done, you know. And um, if See, they, Pickles even likes Minnesota, and I'm probably going to regret that. You know, I'm probably going to regret picking the Giants. But I like Barkley, man. I, I like And I like Daniel Jones, his rushing ability, and the fact that they're, they're, they're pretty fresh coming in there and healthy. Yeah, the Giants touched the money, though. They offered Barkley and Daniel Jones a contract extension um, and money on the table before, oh, the, really? season, before the season even ended. So, oh, okay. Uh, what, I, I mean, then, whether they take it or not, that's different. But, I mean, you don't even know. You saw what you got out of Daniel Jones this year. You feel confident about that, fine. But you offered him a contract extension. I mean, bro, like, this is one year that he's actually played good. Yeah. Right? And you know, and so he's ranked on on the, as a top QB rated, you know, QB right now. But I mean, you know who else played well this year? Geno Smith. You think that he? Deserves <laughs> That's a good point. That's a good you point. Know, so if I mean, you around the horn, I'd give you a, a bail for that. That's good stuff right there. Yeah, you know, b b b b three four points. No, but um, I <laughs> like to me, it's like you know, don't gas these guys up because then then a game like this comes along, and you know, yeah, they're gonna show you what they're really made of. Uh, I think that Saquon will try to carry this team. Yeah. I think the Vikings will allow him to run, actually, because you know, they can they can shut down the sec the, the secondary can actually shut down this receiving core because they're not they're not scary, you know? Yeah. Um, but that's one of the problems. And that's the, that's their biggest weakness is yeah, yeah, Minnesota so, secondary is horrible. Right. So I mean if they're gonna allow Saquon to run, 
Even if Saquon gets 200 yards, those don't matter. What matters is when the ball goes in the end zone. Yeah, that's get a good this. point. Very good point. Get this. Every time Saquon, every time they're close, what, a ha- what ends up happening is they go three and out and they f- kick a field goal instead of getting that touchdown that they need to get. They, they don't have a killer – uh, 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 they don't have like that killer guy that uh, a Jeff a Jefferson's, you know, they don't, they don't have a Jefferson, you know what I'm saying? So um, they're going to be kicking a lot of field goals and field goals won't win you games, man. They'll keep you in the game, but it won't win you the game. Yeah. You know, so, uh, you know, if you know, it's like you live by the three, you what? You die by the die three, by man. Three, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, you know, but football's got it too. So uh, they don't got that killer mentality. They have, they don't have enough depth. Um, and I, even if they give Saquon 200 yards, if they don't score, they don't score. And that's when yeah. that's the problem they have. And I don't, I feel like this game is probably, I think 30 is too high, but you yeah, know, I'm, I feel like it's, it's the over every week. Yeah, every every true, week is like, it's a major shootout, but it's indoors. It might be in the thirties. You never know. It might be like 24 to 21 or 24 to 17. Something the like fact that. that the giants are fresh legs. I mean, maybe, maybe they do score touchdowns, you know, so I'm big at those bye weeks, man. It really helps. It helps. So them. even if they score three touchdowns, that's only 21 points. And the Giants yeah. haven't ever scored more than that until they were actually having to come back to win some of those games. Yeah, that's so, true. So I mean, what are, what are we expecting the Giants to be a different team now? Come yeah. on, man. Yeah. Well, a lot of those games they did get beat in their defense. They have had major injuries at the secondary, mm-hmm. and they've got a lot of those guys back. Like I said, a guy like Dedore Jackson. He's going to help, uh, I, you know. I think this guy, the ball, is a very good schemer. Oh, and there's another stat that I read today. They actually outgained and they outgained Minnesota in yardage last game. That game that, was a three point game. Remember, Minnesota kicked a sixty yarder to win that game. Right. So I was going to say, like, um, but the the biggest thing that they couldn't do was uh, keep them from that three. They didn't get three and outs. Even though they outgained him, they Minnesota was deep enough to to get those those extra yardage to get the first downs. Yeah. So they, they didn't win in that category. Minnesota won in the first down category, which is why they were able to get that get that run in to set yeah. up that field goal. So yeah, like Minnesota's Minnesota got a lot of weapons. That is has true. A lot of weapons. Yeah. And that's the problem there with the Giants. I don't know if they'll be able to, to buffer that, have a buffer for that. So yeah. Yeah, we'll find out. Yeah, we'll you'll see, probably we'll you'll see, probably man. take the the win there. Uh, let's see. Da, do, 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 do. Okay, Buffalo. Uh, this one's not so interesting, <laughs> but it's on the slate, right? Mm-hmm. Buffalo, Miami. Yes, yeah, Skylar Thompson's going to play again for the Dolphins. The, the Buffalo's three thirteen and a half point favorites. Uh, I want to tell everybody this about the Bills. The Bills were my preseason Super Bowl team. Uh, Michael Hyde got uh, the guy that DeMar Hamlin replaced, uh, you know, with the tragedy with, with his uh, the heart attack. And but the guy he replaced was Michael Hyde. He's a Pro Bowl level safety. And he got hurt in the week two of the Titans game here. Uh, he's been back practicing. He's come back from a long IR. He's not going to play in this game. There's a good chance if they make it to the AFC Championship game, that he could play in that game. So that that is kind of a good thing. The Bills are getting healthy defensively right now. Uh, guys like Tredavious White, been playing. Uh, that, Jay Crowder, didn't you? You know, you remember him from the Jets back in the day. 
He actually may have a shot to come back here in the next week or so. But Skylar Thompson's going to be playing for Miami. Uh, the Bills are at home, 13 and a half point favorites. Uh, the Bills probably run rough shot at this by how much. I'm thinking 34 to 10 Buffalo. Uh, what do you think? Miami at Buffalo with Skylar Thompson, a guy who can barely get first downs playing for the Dolphins. So the Dolphins have a, an opportunity to play upset, and I say this because the how many you you're gonna win you're gonna lose seven games in a row. They're they're catching a team that's emotional. That um, is true. Yeah, they, they've lost they can, a lot of games. Yeah, they can uh they can they can flip this if they can control the ball. Now, um, their defense will play okay, I believe. Listen, yeah. is Allen gonna run the ball, and is he gonna keep it and run over seventy yards? And if he does. Maybe that's an opportunity for the Dolphins to catch him and get get one good crack at him. He remember he's still recovering from that shoulder injury. Now it's that? Fun. it's Allen? an elbow issue, uh, but he's going to still be playing. Of course, I mean he's he might be durable, but he's you know he's he's you know he's not no stone wall man. Yeah. Like you know, and he can't be running the ball like that. Uh, he needs to he needs to make sure that he gives that ball out and distributes distributes it. So he he hasn't learned how to do that. They don't know how to do that yet, and um, you know, for that I feel like that's going to be their their downfall. Like so, and the weather is not going to help him with his accuracy, even though he's yeah. not he's he's doesn't. I don't think it's going to be crazy this weekend, Sunday. Yeah, but it's a you never it's know. Buffalo, there. you know. Yeah, it was Buffalo Orchard exactly. Park. <laughs> so like, um, he, if the here's the thing, Miami, if they if they can play mistake free, they will have a this will be a a better game. On the on, than it is on paper, you know, on the field than it is yeah. on paper, and they can do the Miami is one of those teams that can sneak up on you because they're so, they have a lot of talent. Yeah, they just miss oh, it. Oh, Raheem Mostert won't play either, by the way, but they still got Jeff Wilson at running back. They can put Holden and run the ball, man. Who? Oh yeah, they can run the ball with their wide receivers if they wanted to. I, I would say Dante I, Hall. What? Who'd you who'd you say? I mean, not Hall, but the other guy. What's his name? Tyreek Hill? Hill, yeah. Dante Hall, he was really fast, too. Man, that's an old school reference right there. Yeah, um, they got Hill. He can run the ball. He's (laughs) run the ball two times in Kansas City. They play play like some kind of um, um, shotgun um, plays down there. So he he knows how to run. Just give him Mm -hmm. the ball. You know, and if if he's not going to get it in the air, you might as well give it to him. Well, he did beat Joe Flacco. You you got that win last week, barely. What a boring game! I predicted that would be a pretty boring game, though. (laughs) This is going to be almost probably the same way too, to be honest with you. Um, so they got a a, yeah, they got a defense that can can rise to the occasion. They just got to score points, and that's been a problem because they don't have to. uh, They don't, you know, they're not doing the what they were doing. Uh, it was a very close game last game. Now Tua played. And they did beat Buffalo back in back in the uh, September, so it's not it's not too far fetched to say. Yeah, people is right. Yo, Dolphins, go back to the Wildcat, man. Remember that junk? <laughs> the Wildcat, yeah. Okay, now this game's going to be more interesting, also than people think. Uh, Cincinnati. Uh, so you do like Buffalo to win, right? Okay. Mm. <laughs> I mean, I, are you I picking think- Miami? I, I want to pick an upset, man. Well, I mean, go ahead, pick Miami. That'll help me out because I, I <laughs> may I lose to... that Giants game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll give I'll give you that. I'll pick Miami. 
Really? No, nah, don't. I mean, don't get. I, I don't. I'm not a charity here. I don't want any charity. I'm not. Uh, you know, know. I, I like. I, you know, I'm not a Buffalo fan. You know, I don't believe in them. You know that I think. I that got they, you. They I got you. Like, don't they let me so steer you either way. So I'm okay with picking Miami, to be honest. All right, me. all right. Only in Miami, right? Okay, so Cincinnati will play Baltimore again. This is going to be in Cincinnati. Now, this Tyler Huntley is going to be played. Some guy named Anthony Brown played last week. And I just read this afternoon, guys, doing pickles, that uh, Baltimore rested a lot of starters last week. I didn't realize how many starters they rested. And a lot of those guys are going to come back. Uh, Roquan Smith, Mark Andrews, a lot of the offensive guys, including Tyler Huntley, who's been kind of banged up now. Huntley's going to be back, the, the backup guy. And I'll also note that Cincinnati – they have another offensive lineman that's went out. This Alex Kapka, a guard, he he's not going to play. Now, I still like Cincinnati to win, but, the, you know, they are nine-and-a-half-point favorites. Uh, I like Cincinnati defense to keep Huntley in check enough, air quote, enough. And I will say this, last year Cincinnati still beat up on Baltimore, and they had a worse off offensive line. Uh now, Baltimore had some injuries on defense last year. I think Baltimore makes this interesting. I like Cincinnati, but really close, like a 20-13 game man. Bengals. Uh, what do you think, man? Yeah, 24 You don't think Baltimore may, may pull off a crazy upset? I, I I just feel like they're short on the, the scoring bit, just like the Giants. Like, yeah, they that's true. Back, yeah. They, don't, they score a lot of – they do a lot of field goals, but you got to score points in this league, man. And I don't think that they score enough and they don't score fast enough. And they they, they put themselves out of position so many times in so many games this year um, when they don't have Lamar Jackson. Uh, you know, like there was a, a stat I, I read just yesterday, something about um, that, that Joe Burrow had like 35 touchdowns and Lamar Jackson had 36. <laughs> Dang. You know, like – and they're like – you know who you know who both you know who, who that's why who you got to watch the games you know if you just read box scores and say you know the Oklahoma City Thunder they're, they're winning games and 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 uh and Russell Westbrook's getting a triple double every night they're gonna win the championship then you watch the games a lot of those are empty calories you know <laughs> yeah so, uh, and that's the problem with Cincinnati is that they they don't um the eye test makes you feel like they're still not up to par, but at the end, it's the end of the games where they kind of get it together and they're like, mm. you know, I don't believe. Well, it's I good. like the eye test. If you look at their box scores, you like defense ain't that good, but the eye well, test. Uh, Joe Burrow throws people open. I mean, he's hitting guys. That's like the thing that that they have a guy like Joe Burrow to, to he can thread the needle. You know, you know, you kind of you know it reminds me of uh kind of like I'm not saying height wise. But, like, when you have Doug Flutie, you have a chance. <laughs> you know, like when he used to come yeah. out and you're like, oh, here's Flutie. Flutie. Yeah. Flutie. You know, a friend of mine, a guy that lived here in Nashville with me, uh, we were all three friends. Uh, uh, it's like a mutual friend here. His dad, his stepdad was from Rochester. And he was telling me while the Titans were playing the Bills in the Music City Miracle game. I went to the game. Long story, but I, I went to the game. I got tickets. And he was telling me that Rob Johnson was playing quarterback. Remember that? Yeah. Uh, Bills. And my friend Kenny, he's talking to my other friend Kenny. Yeah, can't make this stuff up. And he's like, man, I can hear your stepdad in the background hollering, Flutie, 
Flutie, Flutie. And, you know, I found out later that uh, there was the coaching staff and players wanted Flutie in, but management wanted to put Rob Johnson in. And we know what happened. Yeah. Titans beat Rob Johnson. I mean, it was a Music City miracle, but if Flutie's there, Titans probably get put uh, get upset. They were 13-3 and three that year, you know. Uh, but yeah, Flutie, it was like size discrimination or something, you know, because he's such a short player. They, they thought he, he, they he thought wasn't he was going to get hit. Simple. That's the problem. Huh? They thought that he was going to get hit. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if, you know, if he, he, he was just a little too soon, if he would have came into the NFL now, he, he may have been better than a Kyler Murray in the right system. Yeah. So. Getting to the better games here. I haven't, I haven't forgot about that. Oh, by the way, guys, uh, since the game Monday night's going to be at seven, Sports Scope will be at six p.m. Central Time, seven p.m. Eastern Time on Monday. I want to get the show done before Tampa Bay and Dallas. I had Jim Jeff Code in last uh, former Dallas Cowboy in last night. He thinks the Cowboys are going to win. Uh, I can understand that. The Cowboys come off a rough game last week. They played really poorly. They usually bounce back. Uh, really good running game. I, I, my guess is Pollard will be back for Dallas. Uh, Dallas, really good pass rush. That being said, this team has not matched up well against Tampa. Tampa, I think they won like 19-3 to in week one. Uh, what I do like about Tampa is the fact that they've got all their three of their wide receivers back, Russell Gage, Mike Evans, Godwin, and what I really like is Thriston Wirfs, who's been playing well. He's been on and off injured the last around Christmas time, a few weeks before that, but he's played these last couple of games. He's played well, Thriston Wirfs, the left tackle, Tom Brady. I know they don't have a running game. Byron Leftwood says, yeah. We're pretty down close to the bottom and, and run offense. But, hey, that's what we were last year. We played pretty well. They wasn't the greatest running team the year they won the Super Bowl the year before that. So, you know, I just can't – I can't go against Tampa, man. 2017, <laughs> close game. Dallas plays better, but I, I like Tampa to win. 2017 at home, what do you like? What do you think about Dallas and Tampa? A lot of yeah. talk about this game. Yeah, I, I don't. What's Brady's record with Dal- against Dallas? It's seven like, and zero. <laughs> you think he's going to end his career losing to Dallas? I mean, he could. Dallas has the horses to do it. Yeah, they, they have the horses. The problem is that they're both the horses going opposite directions. <laughs> That's a problem. So um, Dallas on the road, they can screw up a free meal. They they lost to Jacksonville. They lost to Green Bay. Uh, where are they playing this? Where are they playing this game? It's in Tampa. Yeah, what happens when players go to Florida? Oh, and, and you know what? Do you know what Jim said last night? He says they don't play well on grass. I think, well, the gra- they, they're playing on grass in Tampa, aren't they? Look, I, I, I put it this way to you, and, and it happens not just in the NFL, but in the NBA. And hey, Pickle says maybe that maybe Cowboys get a uh, safety at the end and beat the Bucks. Hey, look, um, when you know when you're playing all year round. And, and like Dallas doesn't have to worry because they play in the in the you know in the stadium in a nice stadium that's covered. But I mean, after all that traveling around, you know, you go to Green Bay, you go different places. It gets cold, it's hot. Um, then you go to Florida, and Florida feels like a vacation spot, man. You're there, it's yeah. mild climate. You know, you like kind of your mentality changes. You kind of get like into 
you know, you're not in vacation mode, but you're you feel a little bit more relaxed. Yeah, because the weather's nice, and I feel like that a lot of players lose focus, man. They, um, you know, and so they have to be careful. They don't get into that whole, you know, idea and mentality where they're like, oh, you know, the weather's nice. We're gonna have a good game, this and that, because it's not. You know, you got to go there and play football and focus on football, man. And it's hard for players in all in all team, like in all sports, because when yeah. they go to Florida, it's almost like, you know, it's just, it's it's almost like the same way when 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 teams from the East Coast go to California. It's like they feel like it's you know they some sometimes they play worse, you know. Yeah. So Pickle says it's it, yeah, it's going to be real. The weather's going to be nice. Yeah, uh, on, so. on Monday night. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, I mean, you know, as long as it's not a distraction to the away players um, and they focus and they they go out there and play the game, they got to I feel and I, I think I don't know if we talked about this. It's like when the other team knows Tom Brady's on the opposite sideline, there's a there's a Tom Brady effect. Right. They yeah. they kind of put him in this whole um, he's on this, you know, uh, they put him up on this on this um, pedestal pedestal and it's like you know <laughs> we need to make sure we're winning by you know winning by the time the, the you know the the clock in the third quarter runs out we don't need to give him time like that whole mentality messes up with people messes up teams and a lot of people that play them yeah uh, and and they can't go in like that they just got to go in and be like we're going to score 45 points this let it rip you know and if Dak Prescott throws one more interception <laughs> Then he, you know, he's got, you know, one more than he needs to. This game yeah. is going to fly. Yeah, you know, he's got a career. I brought this up to Jim Jeffcoat. He's got 15 interceptions in 12 games. Remember, he missed yeah. four games. Yeah, man. So, um, you know, it's, it's the game is for the Dallas Cowboys to win, but they don't play a good game, man. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And um, and and I think now that Gate, like everybody's healthy, Wurst is back, Gage is in there. Um, Evans is starting to pick it, pick up his uh, mojo. Like, yeah. th- that's not going to be easy for them to go in there and just win. So I feel like Tampa Bay is going to win this game, and Dallas is going to go home. So yeah, yeah, Dallas is going to go home. Do you think that yep, McCarty uh, gets fired? You do think it? Okay, yep. yeah, yeah. Jim says that he don't think McCarthy is going to get fired. He said maybe they they'll they may do something with the coordinators there, but he, he don't think McCarthy. And, and, and to his defense, uh, I thought Jason Garrett would get fired years before he got fired. He held on to Jason Garrett for like eight years. Yeah, and I, th- I think Jerry Jones kind of learned from that, right? I don't. Yeah. He wants he wants consistency, and he wants there to be like, um, you know, some kind of like normality going there. But there's yeah. nothing normal about playing in Dallas, man. There's nothing, and he doesn't make it. And the, the coach can't be the only consistent thing there. It has to be management. It has to be, you know, um, the way that things are set up there. And if, even if you have, let's say you keep McCarthy, you, you're probably going to lose more. You may lose more. Uh, so, who's that defensive coordinator? Dan Quinn's been interviewing Quinn? everywhere. Yeah. I brought that up with also, uh, Carlos, with uh, Jim Jeffcoat. This guy, Dan Quinn, he's one game above 500. The team perpetually got worse after they lost Kyle Shanahan when they blew that Super Bowl lead. Back uh, against the Patriots, uh, he had a losing record: seven and nine, seven and nine, zero and six. Fired. That was the last three seasons. What's so special about Dan Quinn? Is he doing such a good job? Maybe he's just coordinator material. You know, he reminds me of is that um, Jim Schwartz 
<laughs> they just keep giving this guy opportunity after opportunity, and not for nothing. Those two guys, they're great coordinators. Yeah, of course, well, he's not the best. Co- Shorts. Shorts is a decent coordinator. Yeah, well, you he can is. always throw on his teams. He's yeah, but interviewing for the Browns, and I'm thinking Browns don't do it. Don't do it. No, but he 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 puts in the top. He puts in work, and he gets the, those defenses to top ten. Sometimes, years. most of the time, yeah, most of the time, not all the time. The pass but, defense is terrible. He never blitzes at all. <laughs> and I'm, I don't, I, you know, listen. But those two guys, man, um, I don't know. Like everybody they likes Jim Schwartz. Golly, what? they should just keep him, keep him, like keep him where you know they. As even I don't know, and I and I said this to Keith earlier. Like Quinn is a guy that seems like he's trying to cherry pick where he wants to go instead of like having an opportunity and just yeah. going with it. So um, even even having that mentality is not is not favorable, you know. Um, especially since he his record right now is kind of like 50-50, you know. Well, he's one game above 500. I mean, I don't understand what's so hype about a guy who who team went downhill two straight years. You know, uh, you can blame it on a cap or whatever, but I wasn't impressed with his coaching as a head coach. I, I think that people get so, particularly these owners, they get so caught up in how good the defense looks at times. And their head defense has looked good at times. You know, that they, they, they want to just, uh, think that that's going to, you know, this, you know, maybe he had this didn't work out, that didn't work out. This guy's a great coach. What am I thinking? Let me go out and get him. He wasn't in the right situation. And then they find out that now his guy's just a coordinator. I mean, I, I thought that about, remember Wade Phillips? Wade Phillips. He's a really good man, really good. At and a, another guy, uh, Wanstad. Dave Wanstad. North Turner, North Turner. Used to be the offensive coordinator for the Dallas Cowboys. The guy's a horrible, horrible head coach. It's not not even. They just they're not as successful as they were. They're like four and twelve. Bad. Nor Nor <laughs> Turner's just no personality. Nice guy, but he's not head. Dick LeBeau, remember Dick LeBeau for the Steelers? Yeah, he was awful with Cincinnati. He was awful with Cincinnati as now, their. I'm gonna tell you uh, one coach who, who uh, you know, rest in peace. It was very underrated. Very not out after, but because he stayed in a lot of places longer and actually had Atlanta in, in the right going the right direction was Dan Reeves. Oh, Dan Reeves. Okay, very good coach. Very. I thought she was going to say he was one of those. Sorry. No, 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 I no, think no, he no. Went no. To the Super under- Bowl with Elway, but they yeah, lost. Very underrated. He took Atlanta to to Super Bowl too. We lost in 97, 98. Yeah, the Dirty Bird. And they lost to. They did, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he, and he made the Giants uh, a playoff team in his first year. Playoffs. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so Pickles. Uh, but Pickles likes these guys better than those techno geeks. Um, I don't know if he won't say. <laughs> Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah, that's what I was telling uh, Pickles the other day. You know, I think uh, since Kingsbury's been fired, he is uh, going to start a techno club in Dallas, Texas. Yeah, well, you know, um, Keith uh, mentioned he might go. He might go up to uh, to New England. Who's um, that? Kingsbury. Well, right. Yeah, I, I was talking to uh, Jim Jeffcoat about that. The, the rumors have been all week. You know, in New England, they made it official. They're going to air quote look for an offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. Now, the rumors have been for the last four or five weeks that Bill O'Brien, it's his job. But who's the offense coordinator of Alabama? My thing is. 
that this documentary with Bill Belichick and Nick Saban a few years ago I saw, Saban got really irritated when he was talking about, I know he's hinting at, it was Kirby Smart taking all his assistants over there to Georgia with him. He may be mad at Belichick for going to get Bill O'Brien because I don't think he has a backup for him. So he's going to have to ask permission from his good friend. Is it okay for me to get Bill O'Brien to bring him back up here? That's what I'm thinking. Otherwise, why is there a holdup with Bill O'Brien going back to New England? They obviously need an offensive coordinator, you know. So that's that's remains to be. I know they're going to get somebody. I'm like you. I'd go out there, Cliff Kingsbury, and he's probably good offensive coordinator material. Yeah, coordinator. Yeah, yeah. Some guys are just, and they're good coordinators. Dick LeBeau, he was in his 80s coaching the Steelers. Okay, got a Super Bowl. He's a great coordinator good good motivator man greg williams was a really good he used to coach for the titans defense coordinator he's, he's, he's one of those guys. everywhere williams goes is drama everywhere he's go he goes yeah now, but they blitz and they, that defense does play well they get in some trouble yeah. sometimes you get a little bounty gate going but you know other <laughs> that than that his haircut and grew a mustache <laughs> <because> <laughs> he does have a wild haircut don't he <laughs> he did that to coach tennessee i was like why everybody knows he great wins man why he yeah he dyed his hair. He was going techno geek, I think, trying to fit in. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I will see you next Friday. Everybody, again, Sports Scope will be an hour early. I know you all want to watch the Dallas game. I want to watch it, too, on Martin Luther King Day. Uh, you remember the uh, you got that Mets hat on it. I'll tell you this, and I'll let you go. Uh, coming to America. Coming to America scene. Uh, uh, Eddie Murphy, he was on TV the other day. He was joking around about uh, Will Smith. Some award show. I think it was the Golden Globes, but there was a scene in Coming to America where he's acting like one of the guys in the barbershop. And uh, uh, they're talking about Martin Luther King, Martin Luther King. He's like, I know Martin Luther King. I met him in 1962 in Memphis, Tennessee. He's walked up, punched me on my chest, knocked me down. I looked up and I said, you Martin Luther King. He's like, I'm sorry. I thought you was somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> pass the collection plate. Go pass it, pass it. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 did you see that? I mean, did you see the first one? Man, yeah, man. It's a classic. Like a ten times. Yeah, same man, here, times. man. I tell you, Queen. Well, you maybe think about a Queens. You know, they're looking. Let's say, okay, Dallas, well, I'm man. looking for a Queen. Let's go to Queens, New York. <laughs> you know what else will trick you is Jamaica, New York. Jamaica ain't no. There's no nice Caribbean island here in New York, man. <laughs> You've been in He's Jamaica, all happy right? to get there. Bleep you. Yes, yes. Bleep you too. <laughs> people are so nice and friendly in Africa. You know, I've met some people on Facebook here. And you go to New York, man. You, you don't know what you may get cussed out by your grandmother up there, man. <laughs> Yo, the other day I was waiting for this old lady to get on the bus, and, and the bus driver was like, get the on the train on the bus. That's what they did. I was like. And That's then I New York. Her, I was like, yo, lower lower the bus a little bit so she can get up. No, I'm Is that what the bus driver said? Get the yeah, bleep on the bus. At least he was nice enough not to charge her because he just cussed her out. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. You ain't got to pay. Get, get go, go grab a seat. What'd the woman say? Nothing? She didn't say nothing, man. She probably didn't even speak the language, man, to be honest with you. <laughs> Oh, man. Be cracking me up, Chief. Hey, man, right, you man. have a good night. I'll see you next week. Yeah, man. Let's talk. Let's chat, man. These games are going to be nuts.
Oh, it's going to be wild. I can't wait, man. Like Bart Scott would say. See you, buddy. Bart Scott alone, man. <laughs> I like Bart Scott. And get that T. Higgins comment. Yeah, he yeah. Nah, they people overreacted to that. They overreacted to that. That wasn't you know, he he always he's a guy gets the bad rap, I think. No, he's good, dude. He's good, dude. Yeah. I'll see you, man. <laughs> Thanks, everybody.